Super Crosstalk. Clinton's here and Lambo. There he is. Copy. Couldn't you guys talk about that stuff, about the uh, U.S. Team USA? Bro, that story, Cappy, have you seen this, this Team USA story? This story is about as salacious as it gets as the far one as where, sports The one where Reyna's mom yeah. is yes. going to turn in the coach Already did. something yeah. that happened in 1991, three yeah. decades ago. He was 18. With, with her old college teammate and roommate. Do mm-hmm. not let that detail slide by you. Oh, oh yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Her. Oh. The, Ra- the, the wives of Reyna and Burhalter are not just random people who know each other. They were roommates? They played at UNC together and were roommates. Wow. Like, the it's wives. a lifelong thing. Yes. It's okay, but the, but the two guys also played together, right? Oh, they've known each other even longer than that. So, they played with so, each other as kids in New Jersey. How would you resolve it, uh, Clinton? Would you just say, listen, man, this happened when they were 18. They were happily married. We don't know if any other he's, incidents. He's got to go anyway. Co- I mean, you just can't just have that. Can't co- you know what I'm saying? You can't. Because of that? Yeah. You can't have that kind of nonsense. Can you imagine, John, if you know, if you had some sort of... But he's well, I 18. Guess you can't imagine oh, Wait, it, I have but, a question. I have yeah. a question. Doesn't that mean, though, that Reyna also has to go? Because if they get rid of the coach for Reyna... Then they're handing off the team to Rain. No, they, not at all. It doesn't, so. it doesn't work like that in terms of national teams. It's not a club. And also, getting rid of the coach is probably something you could do whether or not they'd had this scandal anyway. This know, team was not prepared is, and not that good. But the, the weird part of this story, guys, is that this isn't. This could be your local high school where the dad doesn't like the fact that the kid isn't playing and he's going to try and somehow set up the coach for failure to get fired because his kid isn't playing. I know this is on the biggest stage in World Cup and whatever, <laughs> yep. but that's what this is all about. It's like, hey, coach, we're bros. We go old school. Hey, mom, we're we're old school sisters. You guys are screwing over my kid, and you're not giving our team the best chance to win? Oh, I'll get you guys. Yeah, it, it strikes me the word that comes to mind, Scott, and I know that you deal a lot with this just because you deal with a lot of youth sports, is small. You know what I'm saying? Like this is just kind of like really Petty. this Petty. is this is what is happening here. Yeah. Like I thought this was a real operation. It'd be one thing <laughs> if we were down at like you said. It'd be one thing if you were arguing about your kid's kicking time and whether or not he could kick kickoffs or field goals. But like, bro, this is the biggest stage on earth, and you're arguing with your old roommates about who did what 30 years ago. Bad luck, man. Bad news bears. So, uh, I Cappy, I got a question for you, and I have questions for you as well. Okay, why why were you uh, coming at me yesterday? Yeah. Apparently, coming at me during the show, oh, I, missed this. I, yeah. I did not hear the uh, super cross talk yesterday. Yeah. I had you. a I had a, an emergency situation. I had to leave, mm-hmm. uh, but then you uh, were attacking me. Apparently. Talking about Mace like a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. What so what well, what went so, down? So here's what happened. Um, you got up and left for super cross talk, right? You're like, I got to go. Everybody knew that I was leaving. Yeah, right. Uh, but we well, didn't except you guys, you guys. No, we didn't, didn't know. know, and we, we we love you, and we wanted to visit no, you. you. Thank you. Yes, we do. Don't try to pamper him now. No, I am. I am. <laughs> I, I, we love this guy, and we wanted him to visit us. So we, we, I didn't thought, sound like it yesterday. We, well, here's what happened. So then Sedano brings up somehow mm-hmm. that you went to visit with a woman to look at her dog that you were going to adopt. Correct. And then apparently you immediately fell in love with the dog. Yes. And then she decided not to give you the dog. Correct. And George thought that that was insanely selfish of you. Interesting. Now, now I my only this issue, dog, by the way, just to be clear, yeah. this dog was named Pyroline, which I think is a cookie. Um, <laughs> it was a very very cute what kind of dog terrier mix. Okay, uh, sure. like I ended up with puntable dog. Um, <laughs> to to flesh this out a little bit, Cappy, yep. I filled out this application. 
that ask me all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how many dogs are at the house? Uh, who lives there? What are your hours that you're home? How many hours will this dog be alone? Take a video of your backyard so that we can see you have a high fence and the dog will be okay in the yard. All that kind of stuff. So to me, at that point, when I've jumped through every hoop, Pureline should be mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, what George said was, is that the reason that the woman was giving the dog away in the first place is because she couldn't afford the dog any longer. And so when she made the decision, oh, my God, I can't give up this dog, mm-hmm. he's saying that as a dog lover, you should have respected that and understood that. Um, my issue, Steve, was really just more about I didn't understand the timeline from when your dog sadly passed yep. from when you were immediately ready to get into a new relationship with a new dog. I thought there needed to be more mourning time. No, four days. Yeah, no. this, And I can, I can tell you, not from my experience, but from experience on the show, all you got to do is ask Lindsay about this. She's big. I mean, like, you know, this is something people do a lot is that you fill the void. Don't, you know what right I'm saying? Away. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of weird because, Scott, I do think people look at it as like, oh, well, if it was a human... You wouldn't do the same thing, but it's not. It's a dog. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dogs and, technically are And Lon and I disagree on it a little. I wanted a dog right away. He's he's still, and I, I this is a great dog. Ron is an excellent dog. Okay. Really hit the puppy Better jackpot. name than Pureline. Yeah, yeah, definitely better than Pureline. Were you going to change the dog's name if you got Pureline? Yes. You were going to change I was it. not going to have a dog named Pureline. Mm-hmm. Now, dog was getting a name change for sure. How old was the dog? How old is Pureline? Uh, about one. But, Why but, did the lady decide to keep the dog? Uh, she, she was having separation anxiety, she was having, right? She was like, no, I know you did all that. I can't live without Pureline. Were you I'm nice like, to well, her? Then why did you put an application out there and make me take yeah, a video of not, my backyard? She's not blameless here. No, she's not. She's were not. You, like, were you mad mad? I was I was upset. Did you let yeah. her know? I was attached, yeah. I said, Hey, Mace, Mace yeah. I want you to know something Wait, wait, wait do, hold on. What'd you say? What'd you say I said, her? you know, we went through a lot to get Pureline. I don't understand why you're keeping him now. And she said, I just can't part with him. Well, just so you know, uh, as George was was talking about how selfish you are, and how how <laughs> yeah. George is doing everything, how selfish yeah. I right. am, yeah. yeah, and that and that you know uh, you should be more sensitive to her love for her dog. You know who really really had your back in all this? You? No. Oh no! <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I mean I just I, again I thought that there. Yeah, I'm going to take more, a shot. Time for I'm going to take a blind shot, Bergman. Yeah, Bergie. That's what I'm The entire about. time. The entire time mm. I had your back. I would well be pretty played. upset too. The video seems like a lot. The video of the, the video, backyard. The, like, is that, that's that's a lot. Like that you was can, part of the application. Part of the application wanted. was take a video of your backyard so I can see that it's fenced in. It, so I walk around the yard and take a video <laughs> and then I send the video to her. She says, yeah, okay. A little bit of a bait and switch going yeah, on. Yeah, that's there. a lot. I mean, if you've got to have email attachments at that point, you're kind of I mean, did you pay any money? Yeah, I did. There was no application fee, was I actually because at the end she said, uh, you know, I just don't have the money to keep him. And I, and I said, okay, well, here's some money. Wow. Look wait, at wait, you. Wait, That's wait, a wait, good wait, deed, wait, Mace. Wait, wait, wait. That's she a good deed. Was part of her reason for originally giving him up for adoption was she couldn't afford him? Part of it, yeah. Okay, because that's what Sedano said. He yeah. said, you know, hey, she probably couldn't afford the dog. And then she, and at the end, she just couldn't live without that. And just to be clear. Then I gave her money. How, so much? how much? How much did you give her? So there's a scam think, element here. I think I, there is a little bit. <laughs> I gave her 500 bucks. 500 bucks? That's, not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. You gave her 500 bucks? Yes, I did. 
Well, how long is that going to last? Because she had tears in her eyes. Well, let me ask you. Until she goes down to the corner. Let me ask you. Until the next guy gets there. Were you prepared to spend $500 to get the dog? Yes, I was. Okay, so that makes sense. So that was the dog. I I get it. She was kind of selling the dog. Right. As it turns out, she was leasing the dog, and it was just for 10 minutes. You might have got got, Mason. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got got. Probably the next guy showed up (laughs) and uh, gave $500. Let me me pull in an application. Clinton and uh, Cap settle an argument. Uh, Mason and Greg, Michael and I are both fans of Kyrie Irving. We yeah. think he is, has a tremendous talent, and if he wants to come to the Lakers next year, we are all on board. Oh, yeah. Bergman and Mason don't want to touch him. Why would Kyrie Irving come to the Lakers? He's already indicated he's a free agent at the yep. end of this year. He's That'd be indicated- the worst possible move for what? that. For who, he's for already him? on a good team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have... They, they awfully, Why they on earth would he go to the right now? Yeah. Yeah, but you, could, you team him with LeBron and AD. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Look, LeBron and AD? What, are they going to team up and go get smoothies? Because they're not playing basketball. Oh, oh, yeah. oh come yeah. on. Coming what, in hot. What, I mean, what are we talking about here? He's already on a better team with better players. Yeah, right. right. He, they're right now championship <laughs> what, contenders. Yeah, right. But he is the one driving the the fact that he wants to play with LeBron again. Well, don't you think, though, that was pre all this pre all Maybe. this success that they're having now but but at the heart of this is you guys wouldn't want him yeah, even if want, he did want to come I don't come. want the drama of I, mean, it. I, I don't want the drama I just yeah that doesn't strike me as a realistic scenario for, for Kyrie it doesn't I, I get it he might have intonated as such but He's very I have much longer theories about what the Lakers need to be doing and it has nothing to do with getting guys right now this team this franchise is not operating like a modern franchise well, what do you think the Lakers bigger. should be doing getting Victor Wembanyama no we'll have the I, fix. Think, <laughs> I think the Lakers need to really reevaluate what they're doing with their front office and get somebody and Agreed. get the heck out of the way. Agreed. I think that they're five years behind most NBA franchises and that they can sell that and basically tell their fans, it's going to take a while and you hire somebody who's a big deal as a coach and you get out of the way. That's what I think. Uh, like, no, I like Darvin Hammond. I like Darvin Hammond. Like Becky Hammond. That's oh, like get out of here. Like, make a splash hire that's going to get news Come in the on. streets, and then you rebuild your franchise. No, I, I like Darvin Ham. I think examining sure. the front office is I'm, the I'm right thing to do. I'm referring to the but... post-LeBron era, to be clear about this. Why is she more qualified than Darvin? I don't think she is more qualified than Darwin. I do think, though, for a franchise that is in the business of trying to be in the spotlight and making sure that news headlines are on the team, if you're going to be in a situation in which the team is not good by design because of rebuilding, well, having a splash hire as your head coach might fill that void for you, Michael. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'd be absolutely shocked if the Lakers hired Becky Hammond. And I'll be shocked if they win a title in the next five years based on the way they're operating now. That's that's me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have a lot of money to spend on free agents coming up. Who are you going to get? There aren't a lot of good free that's agents That's what I'm this, saying. The human summer. beings there. Well, is the one, issue. It's not a good free agent class. There's yeah. one, one, uh, one point guard that's going to be available this summer. You want that guy? Kyrie? You, you want him, is what you're saying. Really? Yeah. Man. Kyrie's oh. a winner. Okay. He's a yeah. champion. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> think you, what, you what, get what's, what's that a ton of He's drama Hey, I was there. I watched him be, break my heart. He's a winner. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he's if you a, look at if you, if you look at Kyrie's numbers this year, he's just been steady as a rock. He's got a career low three point yeah, shooting percentage. That would be All a- right, but but Mace, but Mace, now can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, because Clinton and I will get back into this. Sure. Okay, sure. So what happened today exactly with the the throwing of the water? <laughs> on, I mean, and I heard you complaining about you know how much water was in, yes, what percentage, how much money you should or shouldn't get. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mace, you know I'm a big supporter. Thank you. That was so weak. What was weak? 
I, this I felt, missed this, by the way. It, it was so weak. Okay, we reset, reset this. It. Reset this in case people don't know. So uh, there was a challenge uh, that Ireland and I would each have to dump a bucket of water on some unsuspecting coworker in order to get one hundred thousand mythical dollars. We'll call that a pail, not a bucket. So it <laughs> yeah. is a pail. It's yeah. like what you would use to build a sun <laughs> castle. Yeah, exactly. So what was weak <laughs> about walking up to David Kent and dumping a bucket of water on him? Well, that's not really what happened. What is? What do you think happened, Cap? Well, he didn't. Mace didn't walk up to David Kent and like just take a bucket of water and throw it over his head. Yes, I did. No, I watched it. What, what did you, I do? What do you think happened? Well, <laughs> well, first he seemed to be trying to confuse David into picking up some like cardboard. No, no, David box. was already doing that. That's a real boombox. It's a real Dodgers boombox. He was trying to explain what the Dodgers boombox was. And the moment he put his phone down and walked away from the boombox, that's when I went in for the proverbial kill. <laughs> a lot Dude, of confusion. You're standing here. there like hiding the pail of water. Correct. What I don't want to show has, him what's, which what's has coming. Like four, which has like four drops of water. It did not it. have four <laughs> drops of water. Ask David Kent. It was not four drops of water. And then as he goes to bend down to put down the boom box, you you're holding the top of it with like your fingers because it's not heavy and it's not like that was very heavy. It was below. a very heavy bucket. And you just <laughs> heaviest pour, pail like, around a, like a little teeny tiny bit. The entire thing. And then and then you look at him and you go, "Don't you listen to the show and know what this bit is?" Right. <laughs> and, and That's what like, I wanted to know. Right? And he's like, "Sorry, mate, I don't listen." Right? <laughs> Sorry, and, mate. Yeah, and, and so like that should be a bigger story that David Kent doesn't listen to the station. Yeah, that actually should yeah. be. So you honestly think what that I somehow I just, cheated this bit? No, not no, no, not cheated the bit. Not cheated. Just felt like there could have been about three times more water in the bucket. Uh, okay. And felt like David could have gotten it really, really a lot worse. And then I feel like you should have stood there and been like, what? So yes, you do think he what? cheated the bit, is what Not your point. Yeah, you're saying like, I cheated the bit. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like you walk end, up to David Kent and dump a bottle, a bucket of water on him. Are you kidding me? I don't want to dump water on David Kent. I love David Kent. It needs to be clarified for the listeners, by the way, that. Even if that thing had been full, that would not have been that much. It was liquid. not a big. That's bucket. like a drinkable amount of liquid in <laughs> that actually, in that in that pail. It actually, it's just not to a be clear, it's like a big mug of water. It's like a big mug. But Ireland, you see what Ireland? He poured it all over Sliwa. Yeah, you know he, he poured it on Sliwa. What Although Slee there's do? no video evidence. Sliwa. Oh, Sliwa was mad. You should have seen her reaction. Hold on, this really Wait, happened. Yeah. yeah, Michael will, will imitate Sliwa. What was it, Michael? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Bergie, is, is Michael allowed to do those voices? <laughs> yeah, Bergie. Is that okay? Let's Can just you move on, Cappy. <laughs> Cappy yeah, no voices. We're not doing voices. No voices yeah. today. That was Every, earlier Everybody's worried about it. I don't want anybody to get canceled. Yeah, I don't want yeah, anybody to get canceled. It's all in good. That's, that's right. Sure yeah, but, uh, but I mean, it is like the stuff people are looking like. Right, I don't want to do any of that stuff that people are looking at. Talk about canceled for doing his sleeve voice. No, yeah. but Bergman what about does. that? What about the, uh, the sp- don't people like Mister? Sp- why don't we just go to something else? Don't the Spocks get upset with me? Hey, it's twelve. Don't you got to go? Yes. <laughs> oh, it is twelve. As a matter of fact, we do have to go. You guys are terrible. Uh, Michael Thompson, John Ireland have a great call of the game tonight. Five thirty is uh, pre with Slee and Michael Thompson, and then the tip is uh, seven thirty. Thirty, exactly. Uh, coming up next for you, uh, your afternoon drive is with uh, Cappy. And Clinton. That's coming up next. See you back here Monday at 1, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's been a while, Scott. Happy New Year. Mazel tov. No, what's up, dude? Dude, happy new year, bro. Happy new year to you too, man. I am glad to be back at it. I will get right to the chase. I was under the weather for most of the break, bro. The vid hit me. I was not no feeling way. great. I was no in way. my apartment for like a week and a half, and I'm just now kind of back out on the streets. I did TV this week, and I'm feeling much better. So I'm 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 happy to be back, and I'm glad the calendar actually flipped from 2022. Wait, you're saying that on, like, I think it was Friday the 23rd or 24th? Yeah. I think you and Beto did the show, right? I was down for the count pretty much the day or two before Christmas. I actually missed oh. a TV appearance. It yeah, was that I bad. Yeah. Um, because, so those of you who have had COVID, I've had, that's my second time having it. And, like, for whatever reason, Cappy, the second time around, poof, I couldn't get out of bed. It really? Was just, yeah, it was just bad news bears all over the shop. So feeling better now, uh, you know, rejuvenated, if you will, and ready to attack this January with uh, with gusto, if you will. Not not in the same way that Mason poured water over uh, somebody else, which was not yeah. exactly with gusto. But. Hey, pre pre second round, um, how vaxxed and waxed were you? Completely. This is I've had three. Oh, you know really? what I mean? So I think uh, look, who knows? I, you know when we get out. Breaking news? Breaking news. The, the Dodgers have made their decision. According to Bob Nightingale, is the one I see right now. As okay. expected, the Los Angeles Dodgers make it official. They have designated Trevor Bauer for assignment and will pay the remaining $22.5 million of his salary. He will be a free agent. Wow. Captain, first reacts from you. Oh, I have think? the actual official statement from the Dodgers, if Let's you hear like please. it. The Dodgers organization believes that allegations of sexual assault or domestic violence should be thoroughly investigated with due process given to the accused. From the beginning, we have fully... Ex- cooperated with Major League Baseball's in- investigation and strictly followed the process stipulated under MLB's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. Two extensive reviews of all the available evidence in this case, one by Commissioner Manfred and another by a neutral arbitrator, uh, concluded that Mr. Bauer's actions warranted the longest ever active player suspension in our sport for violations of this policy. Now that this process has been completed and after careful consideration, we have decided that he will no longer be part of our organization. Wow. What a what a weirdly worded. I mean, not that I'm, but that seems like a lot of words to just say we don't want this jerk in our clubhouse. You know what I mean? Like, I. <laughs> that that I don't know why you have to justify all of this other stuff. We know what hap- 
happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, Scott, it doesn't seem to me that I need that much kind of legalese from the Dodgers to say, no thanks on Trevor Bauer. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I know. Today's one of these days where there's a lot of legalese out there. Mm -hmm. Like, even with the NFL, they had to release their statement today. They couldn't have just said, hey, we've made a decision that we're having uh, playoffs in a neutral site. They had to have a whole bunch of whereases and then a whole bunch of resolves. (laughs) Like, there's a whole bunch of legalese in there. I, I gotta say... I'm a little surprised by the Dodgers' decision, of which, by the way, Clinton, and Berge, and Jorge, I applaud it. I applaud the Dodgers' decision, but as you've seen polls over the last couple of days, whether it's the LA Times or DodgerBlue.com or whoever else was running a poll, it seemed, Clinton, like 65% on average of fans were saying, yeah, we need him. Bring him back. Yeah, but I think that those people are not living in the reality of what is an everyday, day-to-day operation for a baseball team. It's not not everything is just about talent. And as much as some fans want to convince themselves that that's the easiest and the smartest way to run an operation in baseball, when you've got to deal with a guy every fifth day for daggone near six months, if that guy is a problem in the clubhouse, he better be not just another arm that can eat up some innings. He better be the best player on the team. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's the situation we were entering with Trevor Bauer in terms of a lot of different matters. And in general, I just don't think you have a squad that wants to deal with that. Breaking news, by the way, on 710 ESPN is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Home of the 15-minute drive-thru oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com to find a location near you and to download up to $15 in coupons. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Hey, I got to say, I mean, this is just instant reaction. We knew this was coming. Like, well, let me rephrase it. We knew a decision was coming. We didn't know what the decision was going to be. Like, my first instinct is to say, way to go, Andrew Friedman. Way to go, Dodger organization. You could have possibly gone back to your fans and sold them on, hey, you know, they did an investigation. He ain't going to jail. We really need the arm. We're going to pay him anyway. You know what? We decided to keep him. And I'm telling you, like 65% of the fans seem to be voting like, yeah, we need him. But I applaud the Dodgers for saying, no, we don't get down that way. I do too. I and, and quite honestly, I was a little nervous about this for the exact reason that you pointed out, Cappy, that we might find ourselves in a situation where we've got to kind of just wear it and deal with it. But what's interesting about this to me going forward is that because he's DFA'd and he's a free agent now, somebody else could potentially pick him up. Oh, and, Will. Will you know, pick him up. Who, who that team is, I think, is a very interesting question, not just because – not just because of the ethical reasons, which are obviously, to me, the major part, but the, the baseball reasons. This guy hasn't thrown in a while. He had sticky stuff issues in terms of controversy, in terms of all of that. So, like, you don't even necessarily know the pitcher you're getting right now, and I think that that is probably where a lot of Dodgers fans can, if they were really that hard up on getting a guy like Bauer back in the staff, you don't know who he's going to be, Scott. You know what yeah, I mean? Guys yeah. guys away from the game for a long time, you just don't have an idea of how their stuff's going to move when they get back to a big league mound. The, the big screw-up by the Dodgers, and I'm going to be honest about it, here goes, is that they didn't vet him properly before they signed him, and here's what I mean. Correct. He was already kind of a controversial social media character, if you will. He was walking around with cameras following him, and he was vlogging everything that he was doing like he's freaking Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't think that the Dodgers really vetted enough how that part of who he was could impact the clubhouse. And it just didn't seem like it was working from the very beginning from a chemistry standpoint. And then all the other stuff happened and then this whatever, you know, the suspension and so on. 
I am super impressed with the Dodgers saying, you know what? We'll 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 have to just eat the twenty two million dollars. We're the Dodgers. We can handle it. We'll do it. Um, they got nothing. They literally got nothing for all the money they spent. They got a lot of bad press, is what they got. And yeah. I think you're exactly right. The vetting process to begin with was one in which you sort of thought to yourself, what's the angle here? Are you buying that people think that because he's a SoCal guy, they're going to sort of attach themselves to who he is personality-wise? Because you're exactly right. Everybody's known for a long time how Trevor Bauer gets down, not just in terms of what he does behind closed doors, but how he interfaces with the rest of the public when people are watching as well. And so I thought it was a weird fit to begin with. And if I'm being honest, I mean – you know, it's easy to say, hey, good job. You got rid of the guy that was a problem publicly and privately. But at the same time, you could say, what was this dude ever doing here to begin right. with for that kind of money? Right. That's a real actual concern yep. if you're thinking about where the dollars are allocated from their pitching staff. And it would, if it would have gone the opposite direction this afternoon, if it would have been, hey, breaking news, the Dodgers have decided to keep Trevor Bauer, I think that they could have from a PR standpoint, gone to their fans and attempted, I'm not saying they would have worked, but they could have attempted to sell this. And they probably could have won over maybe a slight majority. Maybe it was 65-35. But I I think that when you are an organization and you admit a, a mistake, especially an expensive one, or like if you draft somebody with the first overall draft choice and then the next thing you know you don't want them on your team anymore, that's, admi- that's admitting a mistake. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a mature move. My particular concern with the legalese of the statement aside, it's a mature move, mature move for a franchise that I do think at this particular stage versus when they picked up Bauer is having a little bit of not exactly an identity crisis, Greg, but there is an identity question about who this team is going to be going forward with the loss of the Turner and various other guys that were longtime franchise stalwarts sort of turning over with this year upcoming in terms of the questions about who they are from a clubhouse standpoint. You just can't have power there. You know what I mean? You're trying to f- solve too many other problems and answer too many other questions to insert a cancer like that into the franchise. I mean, at some point, I mean, Mookie Betts has been very much a leader and he was a leader as soon as he walked through the door actually but uh, thankfully this was actually never going to be Bob Nightingale and others have been saying from the very beginning Jeff Pass and from the very beginning of all this that they are expected to release him it was only it was only polls from different places that were saying that the fans wanted some fans wanted to keep him but most for the most part everybody said from the very beginning they are expected to release him and it and actually and it went through so I'm very happy with the Dodgers organization I think it was the right move and I I mean I asked Mason Ireland this earlier what do you say to the female fans if you brought him back. You can't. There's a massive female fan base that are Dodger fans. Well, dude, not just females. I mean, yeah. come on, man. I got three daughters. I well, mean, no, what yeah, are you well, saying everybody? Well, it, well, it is everybody, but I I mean, come on. I see Gabby. what your I point just, is. There's a, a very specific thing that he is accused right. of that, in a lot of people's eyes, affects women more than it affects men just because of that's who he deals with. I Correct. get it, but you're exactly right, Greg. Like this, This was untenable for me from the beginning. You know what I'm saying, Scott? And that was before all of this huge news. And I don't mean in terms of like the details. I just mean in general. It was like, oh, not only were you accused of this, which is sort of a separate matter from how he dealt with the actual accusations, which to me 
quite frankly, Scott, and not to get too far down this road, was as odious as anything he was accused of having done, in my opinion, just in terms of how he sort of reacted to the idea that he might have done something wrong as if it's not possible because he's Trevor Bauer, that Mm. everything was always on the up and up. Just just a kind of a weird situation. Just kind of seems, though, like the Dodgers, just overall thinking about this now, though, when you think about, like, the luxury tax and payroll and resetting the luxury tax and, you know, because it goes up each and Listen, I'm no expert in the baseball. You're not a capologist? Uh, luxury. I'm not. I mean, I know a lot of people think I am. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of a lot of people kind of expect that from me. I go but, to you when I need cap questions, right? Don't don't you don't you think oh, cap I, right? I, I text right? Cappy and say, "Hey, man, I got a cap question." Right. So so year one is this percentage with the luxury tax. Year two is this percentage. Year three, and it just goes up and up and up. But when you get under the luxury tax, you can reset. So. You know, the question about the Dodgers, you know, everybody's like, everybody's making big moves, 300 million over here, 350 million over there. And the Dodgers haven't made one of those big splash moves, even though they may have tried. But, um, wow, just the way the way they are resetting is very interesting to watch. Very memorable date on the calendar yet again. But I won't say that, Greg. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're just getting rolling. This yeah. is going to be a fun day. Big day. I mean, this, this is going to be a fun big day. Big news for the Dodgers. I wonder. I, I honestly wonder what some of, you know, what some of the fans of this, on this station think. You know what I mean? Because I know there's a lot of cutthroat fans out there who will say, I don't care who the guy is. As long as he hasn't murdered anyone, then he can pitch for my team. You know, it would be interesting to get some reaction around. Yeah, even though, and there's been some talk about our oldest Chapman, right? And the, the Dodgers' interest in him at one point and what he's had in his life. So, that was just a random rumor. That's I not understand. an actual thing. No, I'm just saying, though, that there's been talk about it. That's all. I'm not saying that the Dodgers necessarily said it. So people do. It is cutthroat. Yeah. You know, people want to win. Yeah, I know. very true. All right, listen. Um, lot coming up, including trying to figure out what the NFL is doing on the AFC side of the playoffs with a neutral site. We'll get there coming up in a matter of moments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a great song. It's actually a good weekend for cuddling, I think, Clinton. Is that so? Yeah, I mean, it's been cold. It's been windy. It's been yeah. rainy. It's been dark. The weather uh, has been a factor. That's why I wasn't really that mad about being cooped up in my apartment for the past couple of weeks. It was terrible weather outside. Did was, you have anybody to help you, like take care of you? I mean, did you have DoorDash? What did you do? So you know, are it's you funny. part of cuffing season? It's, <laughs> why do you say that like it's in another language? It's because uh, it's funny. Uh, cuffing season. Cuffing season. What uh, is cuffing season? Cuffing you don't know season? cuffing season? Oh, no. Can okay, hold on. We got a couple things to break down. Let me get to two of those. Number one, I was I did have DoorDash. I had quite a few deliveries that came to my home. Did you ever get one of those chicken fillies from Jersey Mike's? I did get a chicken filly from Jersey Mike's. We love Jersey Mike's. They're so fire. They're so, they're so good. But here's one story that happened that was actually kind of hilarious. So my building, excuse me, my, I live in a building that's big enough to have multiple elevators at different ends of the uh, like facility or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's like probably five different elevators in the entire complex. Mm-hmm. The main one, however, is constantly on the fritz. Like- to a degree that I don't even use it anymore because it's annoying. I ordered some food one day, and the dude delivering it got stuck in the elevator for like 30 <laughs> minutes. It was a whole ordeal that I was going through. In my apartment, I'm on the phone with management. They've got to call the fire department. The guy's texting me. I had to give him some extra cash. It was a whole rigmarole. So that was probably the most exciting portion of that. Cuffin season, however, is what happens in between, let's just say, the end of what we'll call back to school, where everybody's sort of eyeballing who's got what. Between that time and, let's just say, I don't know, Valentine's Day, where you actually have somebody that you can, you know, bring home, cuddle up with, hold their hand, a.k.a. cuff. That's what cuffing season is. 
Okay, I'm still not clear. I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand what cuffing season is, and I don't feel like I got a really good explanation. Okay, We're moving so here, towards cuff- the end of cuffing season. It's somebody that you can – so you can have somebody for – you know, real fast. Holiday. It's cold. Is this, is this it's cold. Here you go. Christmas here. because you don't want to buy a Christmas no, no. gift. Cappy. No, 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 Cappy, listen. So basically, it is. It's cold outside, and so mm-hmm. the entire time that it's cold, cuffing season is when a female and a male, 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 <laughs> female, female, however you want to do it, then when they come together so that they can cuff together during the cold and cuddle and watch TV, no. <laughs> and then. And then you can you cuff. That's only partially related. Well, the that's weather, the easy the, part. The weather thing is just a sidebar. Cuffing means like, oh, that's my girl. You grab her hand to let everybody know. That's mm. what cuffing means by by default. Sure, but the cuffing season that I'm talking about is it's the same. It's cold outside. It's you different know, seasons. Yes, they're yeah. related. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes, they're very related. You said, you know, guy girl, guy guy, girl girl. And then you works. said, however you want to do it. Sure. You didn't say two girls and me. Well, you didn't I, say Rachel and Jennifer Aniston. You didn't say oh both God, of them. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> if no. you can make that happen, I will. Cuffing is considered a one-on-one activity, <laughs> no, no matter who the ones are, is Got what it. the point is there. Yes. yes. Okay. I didn't get that, but and now you just, I do. And you just cuff and watch TV together and cuddle. You keep using your hands with this cuff. Well, because, <laughs> like, you know, like nobody can see me. I'm not on video right now. I'm That's not on why YouTube. That's making me laugh because you're <laughs> acting as if like, it just <laughs> makes sense to anybody. You're just it, it helps with my thought process if I actually <laughs> use my hands to figure it out. Really? You're gesticulating right <laughs> now? I'm gesticulating I, I do gesticulate that does often. Not, would not, as you walked up to somebody on the street and says, what is this the international sign for? I would not say cuff. <laughs> well, no. You wouldn't, that's not cuff to you? No, I don't know <laughs> what it is that like, you're doing. <laughs> you, look like a, you look like a quarterback that came out of the huddle and so, trying to get together. The get together. Yeah. Come on. Cuff together. <laughs> it's great. All oh, right. Man. The big CY is in the house today for Shidano. And we, not only do we have the pleasure of getting together this afternoon, but we got Jorge and Bergie. So we're kind of just, we're just sort of like just taking over from Mason and Ireland for the next couple hours before we get to Lakers basketball. So it's awesome. Now, guys, let me ask you. No, it's not. It's not awesome, (laughs) Jorge? No. Why? Because we're we're, we're working you a couple extra hours, isn't it? Yeah, you're not my show. I know, but come (laughs) on, dude. You love us too, don't you? No, not really. No love. You got no None. love for a player. No, no. not really. <laughs> there it is. Well set up. Shame. Well set Shame. up. So um, what a week we've had, right, Clinton? Yeah. Like on Tuesday when we all got back on the air, oh, my God, it was so somber. We saw something on Monday Night Football we'd never seen before. An ambulance take this young man off the field. America, the world, concerned this kid may have died and may not make it. $2,500 trying to raise for his charity over like $9 million now. Yeah. The whole world reaching out and trying to send positive vibes. And today, the storyline of this kid uh, in his hospital bed, tube taken from his throat. Yesterday, he's writing, did we win? Today, he's FaceTiming with the entire Buffalo Bills team. Pretty incredible. What a week, right? Pretty incredible. And, you know, it's it's hard to describe how this has sort of affected everybody, I think, because we're still very close to the incident and we have yet to see another professional football game being played. But, Scott, you're a guy that's been around pro football for a long time. And I know that, you know, on social media and various places, we kind of have this sort of race to the bottom in terms of people trying to be as cynical as possible. But I actually thought that the way that this was handled, even if people want to pick nits with the NFL, was reasonable. Like, of course we've had people collapse on the field before. Of course we've had incidents where it felt like somebody might have actually lost their life. But for whatever reason, Scott, even just watching that game on television, this felt different. 
it, it felt like all of the stuff that we've been talking about in terms of player safety, in terms of awareness, in terms of just general compassion, it, it all seemed to come together at that moment. And most people's reaction was, they got to stop this game. Yeah. They, they just cannot continue. I don't know that I've ever felt that way, even if I've seen an injury that looked worse, as bad, whatever you want to call it, and I'm not justifying it. It just felt like suddenly there was a large dose of humanity around football that I haven't seen in a while out of yeah. the general NFL world. Well, But listen, here's the thing, Clinton, is that most people – and I'm not just talking about players or fans. Everybody is wired to think, well, the game's going to go on. Because even, you know, there, there's a point where the Buffalo Bills are all huddled up together and Stephon Diggs is giving this great impassioned speech, whatever he's saying, you know, let's put it together and win it for our guy. Um, Joe Burrow is warming up. They're all so conditioned, and we the fans are as well, to, okay, somebody got hurt. They're taking him off the field. We're going to play football. And it, you're right. There was a moment there where it was like, oh, my God. This isn't about a game. This is about a human being and his life, and he's this 24-year-old kid. and He seems like a great guy. But today, Clinton, Friday, he's awake. He's on the phone with his teammates. Yeah, Football will go on this weekend. Football will go on, but and this is why I was asking you about you know your experience in this matter. I don't know how many big injuries you saw during the course of your career, but I was actually talking to our friend Keyshawn about this a couple of days ago, and I asked him. I said, you ever seen anything like this? You know what he said? I don't know if you talked to him about this, Scott. He said, yeah, mm. twice. Really? It happened to him once when he was in high school. A guy got died on the field. And oh. it also he was there when the previous time this happened, um, you know, before. And he was like, bro, I don't – and he said this, and I'm not talking out of turn here. I was like, yeah, maybe we can watch the football sometime. He was like, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? We'll be back to the NFL. My point being, if lifelong football players are looking at this like, oh, I'm not really sure that this is something I want to engage in, I think it's going to be a little different this weekend, Scott. I, I do think there will be an element of, I don't want to say kid gloves, but I do think that we're all going to go into this weekend's matchups, even though they're very important for seeding, and we'll get to a little bit of that later. I do think there will be a palpable feel once the kickoffs happen on Sunday, Saturday, whatever they may be, where folks say, reminder, this is dangerous as hell. Yeah, I, I kind of feel a little bit the other way, which is I'm so happy that the kid is good that now let's play ball. And tomorrow you got the Chiefs and the Raiders. And the Chiefs are part of this storyline now, Clinton, mm -hmm. of if the Chiefs actually win the game and advance to 14-3 and three and they beat the Raiders, which most people expect them to do. They're nine-point favorites. And the Chiefs say, hey, the Super Bowl comes through Kansas City. If they make it to the AFC Championship game, assuming they're playing either against Buffalo or Cincinnati, who would be the next two seeds, the, the Chiefs are being penalized, essentially, for the cancellation of this game. And so while the human part of it was all happening on Tuesday – the football business part of it is all happening now by Friday. What do you think about what these guys are deciding to do? I don't mind it. I actually like the idea of expanding the playoffs. And if it's a one-time deal in terms of the neutral site, okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's possible to have it both ways, Cappy, unfortunately. You can't say at one time, we are in the interest of player safety. We want to prioritize that. And then at the same time, turn around and say, well, nothing's going to change, though, because the effects of a game getting canceled, a no contest, a tie, whatever it may be, we're just going to act like they're not there. Meaning, Pat Mahomes, all these guys have come out and said, we are rooting for our guy. And reminder, 
non-dead does not actually just mean good. Like yep, We are yet to determine what is going to happen with the rest of Hamlin's life in terms of a physical standpoint. I'm not saying that there's a reason to judge against whether or not you should be changing games. I'm just saying there had to be a consequence, Scott. And I actually think that the result they came up with, or at least the solution that they have offered, is one that does not involve forcing the players to go back to that site or revisit anything about that night. That, to me, would have been a bigger mistake than the Chiefs potentially having a competitive disadvantage or the Bengals, for example, having a competitive disadvantage as a result. If they'd said, yeah, you got to replay the game, you got to finish the game, we want all of you all to think about everything you were doing the night that Hamlin got you know, injured, that would have been terrible. And Here's this, gonna to happen. me, is better. Here's what's going to happen. You ready for this? Because if Kansas City were to host the AFC Championship game, neutral site, if uh, Buffalo plays Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, Buffalo actually gets to host the game. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll get into more of the detail around it. But coming up, oh, it's time to put Slee on the spot. Alan Slee will be here. We're leading up to Lakers basketball, and the Lakers have some major injury news. And I'm not talking about AD or LeBron. Major injury news. Slee, next on Sedano and Cap. I got a couple points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's... that's I thought that's I had a different vision in my head. I thought no. that you were laying in bed, like, all sprawled out, no. all COVIDed no, 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 out, no. and you were like, I need a burger. I, I, no, 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 no. I was, I was, at that point, I was mobile. That's why I was, you know, coming to the door. Got it. And, uh, yeah, so got a couple burgers. Got it. They were cooked. All right, so listen, Lakers tonight against Atlanta and a lot of injuries to deal with. And it's not the obvious. It's more like the guys that you always expect to be there while the big stars are hurt. These are the guys that are going to kind of hold it down. Not the case. Here's Slee to tell us more. Hi, Slee. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? We're good. Can you Pretty first uh, tell us what happened today with Ireland and the, the water on yeah, your Yeah, the water incident. We need some clarification yeah. on that. Yeah, just, uh, you know, an innocent bystander just doing my job. Um, you know, working, headphones on, thinking I could trust the people behind me. And then next thing I know, there's water in the hood of my uh, hoodie. And it's just kind of going down towards my back. It's all over my laptop, and it's on my phone. And I guess apparently that was worth 100000 mystical dollars. So I'm still kind of trying to put the pieces together, try to figure out what happened. And uh, now for my own honor, I have to, um, you know, obviously have revenge. Some people say turn the other cheek. I don't think I will be doing that, and we'll just go from there. But, Slee, I mean, was there any part of you that when you realize somebody's pouring water down your back and it's on your computer and it's yeah. on your phone, is there any part of you yep. that thinks that you're going to stand up and kick ass? Um, I was kind of uh, – I was in such shock mode. Nothing really kind of made sense. And I just had Travis looking at me on the other side. I'm like, what's happening right now? I was more concerned that the the laptop was done and uh, that that thing was, uh, you know, not going to be used anymore. I was kind of more in that mode. And then it was like, all right, well, now I have to do something back. And I already feel bad for John. And I haven't even thought of what I'm going to do yet. I just know that I have to get him back. So that's what I'll have to do. Yeah, it seems like this bit has gotten a little too, like, bit of a rambling wreck of a bit. Like, I remember when this first came up, oh, would you let somebody pour water on you? Yeah, well, now we've got, like, little mini sand pails. People are pouring water in hoods. It feels like it's gotten a little loose from where it started in terms of actual shock value of the bit. That's just me. I wonder if, um, you know, sometimes you kind of envision something, and then when it's executed, you're like, yeah, that didn't go as planned. I don't know if it went as planned or, or not. I just know that uh, 
Yeah, I was in the middle of it. Slee, I can tell you, it did not go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> and they do not are not happy with their choices of doing it. And I have another, and just one other thing. Uh, Bergie, how is it possible yeah. that this was not caught on video? Well, that was a whole thing. That's why we, we tried to take money away from Ireland because he didn't get it on video. He didn't tell anybody he was doing it. He wanted the element of surprise. And he, he got it, but now we don't well, have that. The- worked. <laughs> <laughs> so we would have liked to have at least had it videoed. Yeah. Gosh, you think he could have just said to you, Greg, watch this, follow me, videotape what I'm about to do. And we would have done it. Yeah. Alas. All right. Well, so Alan Slee was if here. I'm right, if I'm right on this, if I'm right on this, Berg, nobody, like, I don't think he told any of you guys, right? Nobody. Didn't even tell Jorge. He was sitting yeah. next nope. to him. Yeah. Not oh. great. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, Slee, uh, listen, the other day we were all talking about how, you know, the the Lakers were so outmanned against the Heat and they pulled what was a pretty shocking upset. But now, I mean, they they won that game without LeBron and now they got much bigger injury problems because they're just kind of they're losing bodies. Talk to us. Mm -hmm. Well, first, uh, I apologize to you and Sedano because you guys were trying to trying to show that, hey, look, it happens in the NBA. There's a little bit of hope. I'm like, I'd like to be on board with this, but I don't think it's going to happen. And then they somehow find a way to, you know, obviously get a W without LeBron and AD. This one's, this one's weird now. You know, now it's like a lot of times for the Lakers, it's been you don't have one of your superstars. When Anthony Davis is out, and by the way, they're 6-5 and five without him, it's like how they're going to win games. And you just got kind of a, a number of guys that have stepped up. It doesn't have to be every night. You know, role players – that's why they call them role players, because they're not going to be there every night. Um, but it has been a little bit of Austin Reeves. Early in the season, it was Lonnie Walker that looked like, hey, is this the third best player on this Lakers team? Um, Dennis Schroeder has had moments. Now you're missing a lot of key role players on top of not having Anthony Davis. And it's not like, hey, Reeves is just out for a game. No, he's going to get um, he's going to get reevaluated in two weeks, as is Lonnie Walker. So, it just kind of adds to the challenges that the Lakers have in front of them. I think any game that, you know, Anthony Davis or Braun isn't playing, you're at an incredible disadvantage. Now kind of add some of those role players that have kept the Lakers head above water. Um, it's just another challenge for a team that I, I feel like just can't get a break. Slee, how, how tough of a season has this been for Darvin Ham? I mean, this guy's a first-year coach who's coming and dealing with the kind of obstacles that just you don't normally have to deal with regarding an NBA team, never mind anything that's actually happening on the court. So I think he's actually been one of, uh, I think, one of the few bright spots. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this last game Lakers play. They win without LeBron. They win without Anthony Davis. Darvin Ham's kind of creating his own little culture, and, and I think that a lot of it is those players believe in him. They kind of have a belief in um, what he's trying to accomplish, that it's team first, everything else. So, Clint, you're right that it's a challenge. It's not, you know, he didn't entirely assume that this was going to be what he was signing up for. Hmm. But I think he's actually been one of the bright spots. I, I don't think they're 15-11 and 11 after they started 2-10. and 10. I right. know you're not supposed to look at season like that. No, that's right. I'm no, just, no, that's exactly well, right. That's important. I'm, I'm pointing out that they started out so bad. Right. AD's missed 11 games in a row, and they're still kind of hanging in the picture, and I, I credit Darvin Ham for a lot of that. I credit him for all of it. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. the other night against Miami, and I realized Miami came, came in as a 20-18 and 18 team, and they had been battling their own injuries, but the, the fact is, without LeBron, without AD, uh, Dennis Schroeder went out there and scored 32 points. And then, you know, kind of mm-hmm. told the story after the game about, you know, what he and Darvin Ham had been talking about previous that game. So, Darvin Ham. 
don't know, Clinton, how you feel about it, but I feel like all the circumstances that he comes walking into as a first-time head coach, I think he's doing a great job. Oh, I absolutely agree. That's why I asked the question, because he has been the stable one in this situation. I wasn't trying to insinuate that he's not doing a good job. I just find it interesting because, you know, Slee's around the team more. I wonder what that actually looks like on the ground in terms of how he actually manages this squad because he's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah I think so too. They, they, they're, they're big fans of him. You could tell, like, just the players, the way they interact with him. Um, I think – you know, hopefully at some point, hopefully in the near future, Lakers have a, a, a full squad or they're healthy, and then they can kind of take that next step. Slee, I saw a report earlier today that the Lakers were working out Boogie Cousins. So should I take that as this Anthony Davis thing is going to be a lot longer or just, no, we need more big bodies? Um, I don't know. I, I'll tell you this. Thomas Bryant has kind of made a case here that, all right, well, when when AD comes back, you might be all right size-wise. Yes, you can you know, potentially add another piece. They're, they're going to have a, a – the way it looks, it, it would be a 10-day contract. So it's not happening anytime soon. Hopefully it's just promoting DeMarcus Cousins, and if it's not an opportunity with the Lakers, he can get an opportunity somewhere else. But I don't know if size is the issue for the Lakers. I know the guy can – um, yeah, he can spread the floor. He's a, he'll hit threes. He'll hit jumpers. So it kind of doesn't clog the paint. But I really like what Thomas Bryan has done. And I, I think when AD comes back, you should feel more confident about, you know, one of those. If, if AD needs a, a rest, Thomas Bryan can give you good minutes. And I don't know if, if DeMarcus Cousins is a specific need of theirs. I'd rather have a wing. I'd rather have a shooter. And, and we'll see how they address that. Yeah, Thomas Bryant is really rounded into quite quite a pro at this stage of his career. Last thing I want to know, Slee, is what do you what do you expect to see tonight? What do we got going on in terms of the matchup tonight with all these injuries? So Atlanta Lakers played them. What was it a week ago, week and a half ago in Atlanta? They won that game. It was one of those performances from Braun where we're all just kind of sitting back and saying, "How's this guy doing at age 38?" It was the birthday um, game. It's always tough. It's exact. Oh, that's right. That's on his birthday. It's always tough to beat a team twice in a short span, I think it's going to be a tough one against Atlanta. Atlanta just went to Sacramento in their last game, one on the road. Um, and Sacramento's, they're, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Atlanta's Jekyll and Hyde, so you're not really sure what you're going to get. But I think you could get a good Atlanta team, Lakers, without a lot of those role players, but Braun coming back, uh, it'll be a tough one. But if there's a game to get, get it tonight, because you got Sacramento and Denver on the road for the next two games. Slee. Bringing it strong here on a Friday afternoon and uh, the pregame show coming up at 6 o'clock. Slee, any big plans this weekend? Any good ideas for me and Clinton? Um, we think here. Well, tomorrow uh, we'll do another Lakers game. And then Sunday, come over. i got to put all the Christmas stuff away, and I think we could all have a good time doing that. Oh, yeah, That's for sure, up. dude. Okay. Totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd love to do yeah. that with you. We got... And we have we got NFL games tomorrow. We got NFL games on Sunday as well. So I think we're kind of well covered in sports right now. Yeah, we're looking good. Hey, don't forget about Monday. Monday's the national championship game. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So we got a lot going on. All right, Slee. Thank well, you, Slee. Appreciate you, buddy. Well, have a good weekend. Thank you. All right, Greg Bergman. You think that's a strong performance by Slee? You think that's, that's solid content right there? I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought I could have you know gotten a little bit more from all of you guys. It was a uh, we got a, we got a good we got a good usually car uh, car situation in the background. I always love it when yeah. the real world interferes with the phone. Well, no, I feel like somebody, somebody was, was like, like crazy. Right. <laughs> right? They're like, "There's Slee. He's on the phone. I'm listening on the radio. Beep beep." <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like when, when Sedano's here, he gets, tries to like trying to 
back him into some kind of corner. That was really wasn't something that happened here. Well, we no, had to show support. I mean, Slee, is, Slee was attacked viciously and violently, right. obviously. It, it was it was violent. You know, so violent. no, I'm joking. I didn't but see it. I didn't. I mean, nobody saw it. Apparently, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's a myth. The four it's, people in the room saw what happened. <laughs> so why is it that Mace was taking so much heat about? And, and listen, I saw his, and it was weak. But if yeah. nobody saw Ireland's. Why does Ireland get all the mythical money and people wanted to take well, from Mace? Well, this is what's up for debate. Right. Well, because Ireland used the entire bucket on him and was a full bucket, or at least 75%. He lost some of it in his bag, which had his laptop and a bunch of papers in it. So, But, but for the most part, most of the water was there. Did you see it, Jorge? I did not. Uh-uh. This yeah. is this bit is such a bad idea at a radio station. Like we've got all sorts of electronics all over the place, and we're out here <laughs> flinging water balloons. Like we can't break thousands of dollars of equipment at any given moment. All I'm going to say is it's not going to happen again. That that bit is over, okay. done with. Right. I think we are no longer doing the water. Well, that's like, that's like a summer camp bit. You yeah. Know? Tell you this between two stories that Mason and Ireland told earlier today. Mason giving the woman five hundred dollars for keeping her dog, and then Ireland uh, getting. You know, uh, screwed out of a bunch of money at some kind of like rental car place earlier. You know, um, I mean, if if he would have screwed up Slee's computer, Ireland have bought him a new computer on yeah. the spot. He's like, no problem. Here, I'll just right. go to Apple right now. I'll buy you a new one. This Be there tomorrow. This guy's just handing out cash left and Seriously. right. Apparently, like it's the '90s and it's a startup dot com season company. of giving <laughs> for real. All right, stick around, everybody, because what we all need to know, Bergie will have it next. This is Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN.